Meet me there. Have you ever listened to the songs that are sung in a service? Uh, meet me there. Are you going to meet him there? You're going to meet her there. She thinks she's going to go there. I hope she's going to go there. Uh, it sounds like she's going to go there. I'm going to be there. If she's there, I'm going to meet her there. Matter of fact, we'll meet her down here and there. Uh, but a blessed assurance, meet me there. And lest I forget, have you ever thought that sometimes your Bible is just sitting there and it's not for you to get this glorious, glorious piece of nugget and everything else. It's to help you remember. You know, first of all, help you know that, yes, do I have something to remember? Do you have something to remember? I got something to remember. Lest I forget, not just Calvary, how about his creation? All you got to do is go out there and look at a blade of grass and go from there, man. I mean, it goes on. His birth, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his return, his reign, his throne. Have you ever thought about sometimes your Bibles to help you remember what he did for you? And what he's got in, in store for you in the future. He's not, he's not dead. He's risen. He's alive. Kids, your Bible's go to Acts chapter 1. We'll start there again, and then I'll move on uh, down the road a ways from there. I'll get there myself. I don't have my glasses, so we're going to have to go slow. I don't know how slow, but as long as you don't fall out the window at midnight, you'll be good. Acts chapter 1, verse, verses, verses 9 through 11. And when he had spoken these things, Jesus is talking to him, uh, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight, and, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye, up, uh, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven." Then returned they to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from, a, uh, from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John, Andrew, Philip, uh, uh, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, uh, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotus, and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer, and supplications with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Father, again, thank you for your blessings tonight. Do pray that you bless Brother Barry, uh, Perry as he's down there with uh, uh, Brother Tom, uh, Combs, uh, Jesse Combs. Lord, bless him. Uh, Lord, give him just what they need, and, and uh, Lord, let him uh, give his burden out to them. And uh, what is going on in the Ukraine, and Lord, it's just not the Ukraine. It's all over the world at this time. Uh, Lord, uh, just thank you that uh, you have given us a place of rest here. Uh, Lord, you give us a little church, it gives us a, a nail uh, in, the, in the wall, Lord, just for a little bit, uh, Lord, till you come back and get us, Lord, but help us never forget the things you've done for us. Uh, bless the evening service, Father, and we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Now, now, now they're sitting here and they're talking about the ascension. I started talking about the ascension, and, and uh, last week, uh, Wednesday, I went into the story of the ascension. The ascension was prophesied, prophesied and taught in the old scriptures, in the Old Testament, all the way. The ascension occurred 40 days after the resurrection. Now, this is one of the most amazing things you're ever going to read in your Bible. Uh, whether, whether you agree or not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Jesus displayed, uh, delayed going back to his father. And that should tell you something right there. There's a purpose. Uh, a lot of times people go to Acts, early book of Acts, and there were some things going on in the early book of Acts that we just can't reproduce today. It can't be reproduced. Uh, there's no possible way you can be reproduced. Uh, we can't, I can't say, although I have spoken in tongues and people have heard me and understood hillbilly talk, but they can interpret what I've said because uh, it's off a little bit. 
But I'm telling you, man, there's just some things a man can't stand up and, and start talking in Hebrew and, and 12 groups of people out there hear him in their own language. Not just 12 men, different groups of those people heard that going on. There was some strange things. The Lord did some strange things. You serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. He's a great God, brother. I'm telling you, man, he's somebody worth, he's worthy of your love. He's worthy of your service. This world is a cheap, 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 cheap transfer of your love and uh, uh, faith and trust in this world from him. You cannot guide your life day by day. You cannot do it. If you're trying to do it, you're going to mess up. You cannot figure out what's going to happen 20 years in your life. You, there's no possible way. It's an, it's an impossibility. You cannot do it. You can think you know some things, but I'm telling you, brother, you can't figure that thing out. Uh, I tried to go in the Navy. Uh, when I was 12 years old, 10 years old, I wanted to be in the Navy. I messed that finger up at 16. That ended my chances right there. I thought, and I gave it up, and I went off to do something else, and I tried everything else. Uh, I watch people say, well, I'm going to go get this career. And I've, I've, I've seen people change careers in the middle of, of their career path because all of a sudden life changes. You know what you do? You just serve Jesus day by day by day, and it never changes. I was talking to Brother uh, Perry today at lunch. and, and uh, uh, I mean, brother, it's, when we sit here and start talking about this stuff, it's, it's like I have found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. I, I have found that a sufficient of the day is the evil thereof. I, don't, I know a lot of people, you got to know what's going on in a week or two weeks or three weeks. I, I can tell you kind of maybe what's going to happen. But none of that stuff, that building over there, I didn't even think that building existed. Well, I knew it existed, but I didn't think we had any shot at it because we just never had a shot at it. And all of a sudden, bam, there it is. You can plan all kinds. We, we were planning to put a building on the back of the church but a couple of things just didn't seem right. But we were going to put a building on the back of the church. Had approval to put a building on the back of the church. I could have got the money to put the building on the back of the church. All that's changed right now. Go, and that's just months. That's not even years. You know what you got to do? You got to slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Uh, is the Lord in what you're doing or is he not? Because if he's not in what you're doing, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to back up. And get back where you need to be to get back on track with him. And, stay. and brother, I'm telling you what, it's a, it's, it's a great thing. His ascension occurred 40 days after the resurrection. To prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, number one. Jesus is going back to his father, uh, to, his father to remain on earth. Uh, Jesus' delay going back to his father to remain on earth is here for several reasons. There's several reasons he did that. Why would he spend 40 days? Because he loves you, first of all. He loved those men and women that he uh, fellowshiped with while he walked this planet before the crucifixion. He loved them after he walked this planet. Yeah. He loved them so much he came back and spent 40 days with them. Uh, go to Acts 1-3. You're already in the book of Acts. Verse 1. The former treaties, the book of Acts was written by Luke. Uh, it starts out the same way Luke does. Uh, a lot of different things here. Luke ends with this story and Acts begins with this story. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that, uh, that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. The church is a very important thing. Uh, uh, Rand, Brother Randall joined our church today, and it's a very important thing. Uh, you have to stop and say, okay, what did Jesus do? Why did he do it? He did it for a reason. Uh, it's important to you that you get a hold of some of this stuff, that you know how to hold on to it. It'll keep you going. I've been doing this for 43 years. I plan on doing it till the day I die. I really don't care whether I'm a pastor of a church, and I don't care. I just want to serve Jesus. That's all I care about. 
I started some 43 years ago, and I don't want to quit it till he takes me out of here. I just don't want to do it. Uh, if he changes my path and what I'm doing, that's fine. But I can tell you, for 43 years, all along that path, he was right there with me all the way. All the way, Jesus leads me, all the way. All the way, you got to say, even in trouble, yeah, in trials and tribulations. When I did something stupid, yeah, he was right there with me when I was doing stupid stuff. He's always been there, man. But he says, to whom he showed himself alive, verse 3. To whom, he also, uh, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. Jesus is passionate about some things. His ascension and his resurrection, he was passionate. What he just did, he's passionate. His people he loves. Now, those that don't trust him, he'll throw right into hell. They won't, he won't bat an eye at it. But those that he has, he loves. Brother, he loves you. He loves you with a love you can't even comprehend sometimes. He says, to whom he also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. But I'm telling you what, we got it. We got You got a future. If you could just get a group of Christians anywhere to get a hold of this thing. And I'm not telling you going around and, and uh, uh, be like the Amish or anybody else, but I mean, get a hold of what Jesus did for you and really really just don't care what this world thinks no more and turn this thing loose and let Jesus walk, work through your life. Let the Holy Spirit work through your life. That's what he's doing here. He comes back after the, his death and, and after his deathly, death of his body, not him. Uh, once he rose from the grave, uh, he can do anything he wants. As a matter of fact, he can pretty much do anything he wanted before. Uh, th there was just a, a time that uh, you, you better be rightly divided in your Bible. There was a point where he just changed it all, and it was right there at the Calvary. Uh, he died three days later. He rose up from the grave, and now he's sitting here for many infallible proofs. People say, well, I don't know if I believe that. You don't want to believe it. You will believe that 50 million years ago, some Neapolitan or Neo-whatever-he-was Neo uh, man, chromium, chromagnum man or whatever, stood back there and, and ate, ate buffalo or, or mammoth or whatever and, and did all that stuff. You'll believe that. And you won't believe what God said. There, to me, neither one of them. I got a book that's recorded. I have no book where a, a chromagnum man wrote anything. I mean, I, I got where he drug his, maybe drug his wife around by the hair or something, man. But that's just in the cartoons. I don't even know if that's true. Cartoons are pretty accurate sometimes, man. you got to watch them things. Okay, so right here is many infallible proofs. Uh, this was essential for uh, to establishment of, of the faith of the beginning of the believers. Uh, brethren, we, the things that happen in the church happened, uh, early church happened because you're getting ready to start something that's going to last until the Lord comes back. And it's not going to be in the greatest shape when he comes back. Uh, but in his resurrection, post-resurrection period, Jesus was able to explain much of his teaching. Could you imagine a man come back up out of the ground and starts walking around talking to you for 40 days? And you can see the hole in the side and the, in your, the imprints. They're not bleeding. Uh, he don't need a Band-Aid. He don't need a triple antibiotic. Uh, he's not going to go see the doctor, and he definitely don't need Motrin. Everybody, I mean, today's society, the first thing, you get a sniffle and you go to the doctor. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not even going to go do whatever you think you need to do. Uh, I, the, the last thing I want to do is go see a doctor. The last thing. Uh, I fell down in my driveway one day and bumped my head, just a little bump. And they said I was knocked out for some amount of time. I don't know how long that was. Uh, they were all kind of worried. I, I wasn't worried. I was kind of daisy like this. But uh, they, they called 911. 
And they brought a bunch of people to my house. And I'm like, get out of my house. I ain't going with you. Oh, but you need I ain't going with you. Well, sign this piece of paper. Why would you want me to sign? That way, if something happens to you, we're not liable. I don't get I didn't ask you to come to start with. Well, your family did. I didn't ask them to ask you to come. You know, brother, sometimes I think we just ought to trust Jesus Christ a little bit more. Uh, these doctors, you know, I'm, I'm still a firm believer. They give us stuff, and I just have no idea what it does to me. I do, do, I do take medicine. I'm not one. I like NyQuil. NyQuil's cool. NyQuil puts you right to sleep. But, uh, and if you're having a problem trying to sleep, read your Bible. That'll do it, too. But he, he, he gave his uh, disciples instructions in the Christian faith. They didn't know what to do. They were coming out of Judaism. They have no idea. Uh, but his ascension is going to happen, but he delayed that thing so we could get something out of it. Uh, Matthew 27, 50. What did we get? What did we actually get? We got some strange things. His ascension. His ascension. This is all part of what's happening. He could have went right up there, but he didn't. He hung out for just a little bit to get us a good start. We need, it. We need our, our great instructor to spend a few moments with us to straighten some things out and get them to move. I, always, yeah, I was always troubled with Peter when he, the Lord dropped that sheet three times and said, kill and eat. I mean, the typical human, man, you see chicken. Chicken is chicken. I mean, I like chicken. I like Dr. Roman. He said, uh, chicken ain't nothing but a bird. I mean, it's just chicken. You eat the chicken. Uh, you don't waste no time. You eat the, he eat the bones. He eat everything, man. I mean, he didn't, he didn't leave nothing of that chicken left. But, I mean, there's a sheet, and Peter's like, no. The Lord tells him exactly what to do, and he says no. I'm like, Peter, he just told you the cock is, uh, you're going to blow it there at the cock crowing too. I said, you blew it already, and now you're going to do it again. I mean, you had the opportunity to straighten some things out. I mean, you, I would have got a knife out and just started eating, man. <laughs> I mean, having fun. Not Peter, man. We just don't listen to what Peter, uh, the Lord says. Uh, but Matthew 27, 50 the Lord is sitting here, and the resurrection happened. It says, Jesus, when he cried uh, again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. Now, how in the world did he do that? It just happened, I guess. Huh? Uh, from the top to the bottom, he wasn't anywhere near it. He's, he's nailed to a cross. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Now, brethren, you, you'll read that first account there in the Bible, and... And what you're going to get, that little passage right there, verse 52, is probably one of the strangest verses that you'll ever see in your Bible. Jesus comes, that's the first resurrection there. Jesus comes out, out of the ground, uh, and he doesn't, and he's bodily giving these people a body. And they're walking around, for, they could be walking around from, it's hard to tell, it really you can't tell, there's no scripture to say it. You know they came up, and you know they aren't here. So they either came up and died again, they came up and walked with him for uh, a couple hours and shot on up to heaven. Or they came up and they resurrected. They walked around for 40 days with him. And he was with them for 40 days. And I kind of think about the 40-day thing about a little bit more. Because there's a cut to go to 2 Corinthians 12.1 real quick. We're going to be right back here in a second. 12.1. The ascension. It's an important thing. And the Lord takes his time before he shoots out of here because the church is important to him, as it should be to us. I think a lot of times we forget how important the church is to us. Uh, the church is your lifeblood. It's your, it's your link to him. Uh, that's what he's given us. This world will chip at you and chip at you and chip at you and chip at you and chip at you and, chip at you and start 
destroying your faith in him one little chip at a time. And if you don't have something that's constantly patching those chips, you're, eventually you will be, you'll walk right away. You say, well, I, no, I've watched people for 47 years do just that. I'm talking about Bible students, Bible, guys who's graduated from Bible college. They've walked away because it doesn't make no sense to them anymore. Why? Because they start getting off on their own, and they think they know what they're doing, and all of a sudden, they, this thing right here, you know what this thing does? It brings you into check. Well, when I stand before you guys, i got to watch what I do. And when you're hanging out with your friends, you know you need to watch what you say. What comes out of this mouth, you need to watch what comes out of that thing because people are listening to you. This thing will make you start changing some things in your life. All of a sudden, isn't it amazing you can go in a bar and say just about anything you want and maybe call it a bar fight or something, but you can go into bars, you can go anywhere you want and say what you want, but you come into the church, you got to watch what you say. you got to watch how you talk to your brothers and sisters in Christ because you're like talking to Jesus right in front of you. They got some him in him just in him in them just like you got him in you, and you got to watch that thing. Second uh, Corinthians twelve one says it is expedient. Now Paul's talking here about going up to heaven, and he says right there in verse four how he was caught up into paradise. So whoever this was, it was Paul. Uh, he died. It was probably when he got stoned there in Acts. Uh, he shot up to heaven. He got to go to glory. He says unto paradise. Thief on the cross told Jesus Christ or told looked at Jesus just before he died. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Clearly talking about where Christ was going. He knew that the thief on the cross knew that Jesus was coming up. The thief on the cross was willing to bet what little time he had left into him. That he could help him at that last moments of his life. The thief thought that. And he asked something. And the, 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 as soon as he asked it, the Lord can read your thoughts. He knows exactly what you're thinking, how you're thinking, what you're thinking. And he knows whether you're serious or not. He knew 100% that thief was serious. He said, today thou shalt be in paradise. Same place Paul went, but Paul went to up here. He didn't go down there. Jesus, the day he died, he hadn't ascended yet. The day he died, he shoots down into a place called Abraham's bosom, changed his name to paradise, and then he pops up three days later, and guess what? He brings some of them with him, and they're walking around. Not all of them, some. Now, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if anybody in heaven got mad. Why'd he choose him? Not me. I mean, that's not right. I mean, I mean, I wonder if John the Baptist was one of them. I mean, he got a second chance to come back and preach it here. You really have no idea who these people are. But it says, and the graves were open. Brethren, you serve a, a, a great God that is not afraid one little bit to share what he does with anybody else. You can't take his glory. It's his. You can't take nothing from him. You can add nothing to him. You can take nothing from him. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't touch him. What you do will not affect him one bit. He's already done what he's going to do. But what he does is when you do what you're supposed to do, you open a door for him now to work back. there. Like if virtue went through that lady, when she reached out, all she wanted to do was touch him and be healed. And God says, you open that door and you don't know what you're going to get coming through that thing. You, I had not seen nor you heard nor in the hearts of man the things that God had prepared for them to love you. You, you get a hold of Jesus. You know why Jacob wouldn't let go of that angel he met out there? Because he got a hold of somebody that was totally different than he's ever got a hold of before. And before I let go of this thing, you're going to have to kill me. And the Lord reached out and go, Pick. And he walked around and halt the rest of his life. He still didn't let go of him. Oh, I got to step up. I got to stay home. I got to go to bed. 
Brother, I'm telling you what, we, we, we are a bunch of, we have got to the place where you watch too many commercials. Ah, get back to this. Second Corinthians, it's expedient. So he caught up to glory, some of the people. So the people are walking. Now, go back to Acts. Go back to Acts. I want to hit a couple things here real quick before I move too much further. In Luke 23, 42, he said this. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou come in thy kingdom. I'm just mentioning that. That's the thief. And he got in there. That would explain, that would explain these people walking around on the planet. Uh, Acts 2, Acts 2. Now, I'll tell you what, I would, I would really like this to happen. Uh, I just have never seen it, seen it at, this, uh, this, at this level. Acts 2, 41. Uh, Acts 2.41, there ain't no Acts 2.41. Huh. Maybe it's 3.41. Is there? Oh, I'm in Mark. That's why there's no Acts 2.41. There's not an Acts 2.41 there. It's really not there. I'm, I'm looking right at it. So it goes to Mark 2.29. So I was right and you were right. Isn't it nice to all, all be right? <laughs> Brother, you, I don't have my glasses, so I want to blame it on that. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. I, I, I was thinking about this today, and I'm like, Lord, you know, everybody already knows all this stuff. Now you forget it. Acts 2.41. Everybody's like, hey, there's an Acts 2.41. I'm looking at it. He's telling me. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Have you ever wondered why 3,000? I mean, what would make three? Have you ever seen 3,000 people just run to Jesus? Something had, got, had to get into their gold. You know what the Lord did? He spent 40 days walking around this planet. And those people started getting something. You know, you start hanging around Jesus and your life will change. You know why your life don't change? You don't hang around Jesus. I'll be honest with you. When you walk out those doors, what you do will, will dictate what happens to you. These people came to Jesus. Uh, go down to verse 47. I know there's a 47 because I got it right here, and here it is right here. Uh, actually, go back to 46. And they continued daily with one accord. Man, what a blessing that would be. In the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat uh, with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as, as such as should be saved. The Lord did that. You know what the Lord does? He starts adding. You know what he needs to do? There's some key things right there that the Lord left by that the church didn't know. Uh, Peter didn't know, and James didn't know, and John didn't know, and they continued daily. Not just Sundays and Wednesdays. Daily. You know what's wrong with our churches today? I got to go to church on Sunday if, if I show up on Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Sunday school, and Wednesday and that's all really I have time for. The other days are mine, not theirs. They got a hold of Jesus. And when they got a hold of Jesus, it changed their life. You know why they got a hold of Jesus? Jesus was with them for 40 days. He cared enough to stay back for 40 more days to make sure they got a good dose of what they needed. You know what you got to do? You're out here in a time frame where Jesus doesn't walk the planet like he did back there. And you're going to have to find every opportunity that you can to get a hold of Jesus Christ and keep him. Dr. Roman told us in class, he said, when you're driving down the road, he said, and this was in 89, 90. This was 90, 91, maybe, 92. He said, you better have, he said, I hate Scorby. Scorby's English. Well, he's German. I can see why he hated. He got beat. That, I mean, Dr. Roman never got over that. 
Uh, I know he's German, but he got beat. The, the Brits and Americans beat him. They got beat. Uh, it's over. They got beat. If you're in here, you got German. My wife, his last name is Miller. She's German. She got beat. She's submitted to an Englishman. She, she surrendered. She knows. She knows. I mean, that's, that's wisdom. But, but when you sit there and look at that thing, he hated Scorby. He hated him with a passion. I just can't stand his. I love it, man. I love Scorby. I keep Scorby on all the time. When I'm driving long distances, I got a little MP3 player. People say, oh, well, you got, that's old school. Fine. I've, I like the old paths. I don't, I don't necessarily have to have new paths. And I have a little cord that I plug right into my radio. I go on to line in, and I start listening to my Bible. And I listen to Scorby. He goes right through. I can go through the book of Corinthians first. Man, you ever got a problem with Chronicles? Not with Scorby, you don't. <laughs> Just plug that thing in. Let that thing keep going in your head. Keep going in your head. You better find, he said, you better find some way of getting the word of God in you 24-7. Every chance you get. Because if you don't, this world is going to put what it has in you. And you're going to, your mind has got to find some way of doing it. Praising God and, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as he as such as should be saved. You know what was happening in that early church? Because the Lord hung out, the church people were getting saved. And they were getting saved in large numbers. Acts 4.1. Go to Acts 4.1. Why did these people, you read early church stuff here in Acts 1.2.3. You got to watch what you're reading here because you'll, you'll say, well, this happened. And if it doesn't happen in our church, then we're out of, no, we're in the last times. We're in the gleanings. We're in as the days of Noah. Only eight got on. The whole world died. First one. Four one. And and as they spake, wait a minute, am I in the right place? Yes, I am. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, uh, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now, uh, if you uh, really want to serve Jesus Christ, try that, and you're going to get the same probably response that they got and people are going to get mad at you, and you might as well get that in your mind. Uh, as a Christian, that's what we chose to do. I didn't choose to cause people issues, but, but they have an issue with my Savior, and I have to choose which side I'm on, and I'm on his side. So that's just where I want to be. Uh, being grieved, <laughs> verse 3, and they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even time. How be it? Of them which heard the words believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. I mean, 3,000 one day, 5,000, many others got saved, many others came, and all of a sudden the church is just blowing out. And Jesus is because he, he stuck back from his, his uh, ascension. He stayed there. Uh, why would he, the ascension mean so much? It's because the church needs to see it. You need to remember this stuff. This is what you're in. Uh, you're in the birth of Jesus Christ, a, a, a God from outside this planet, the God, the only God, manifested himself in a fleshly form. Uh, people say, well, today we can, uh, women, we can artificially inseminate. You can't do what he did. You still need a man somewhere to do. You, he did something with a woman by herself, touching nothing, plus nothing, mine is done. He added in everything he needed. And you have that, and you sit there and say, well, that, what is that? That is a huge, great thing that he just did. That's a magnificent thing he just did. Then he lives 33 years. As a baby, you couldn't touch him. What are you worried about losing something today? Why are you worried about not being able to do this? Or if this happens, that happens. You got Jesus Christ. Why would you worry? He was a baby and trusted himself to take care of himself. Mary and, Mary and Joseph could not protect him. That's a godly thing. You know, God told Joseph, get up and get out, man. 
Guess what? If Joseph wouldn't get up and get out, he'd have sent Michael and Gabriel down and drug him out like he did Lot. He would get out. Joseph just happened to believe him and did what he said. You know, that's what our problem is. The account and the witness of the ascension. Uh, what was it? It was seen. They seen it. You can't ever forget that. This is a real thing that occurred. The ascension of Jesus Christ after he walked the planet for 40 days, he shot up. Uh, Luke 24, 51. Luke 24. He shot up, man. Verse 49, we'll start in 41. 48, and ye are witness of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father that is upon you. But tarry ye in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high, the Holy Spirit. And, led, and he led them out as far as to Bethany. And after lifting up his hand, this is after the 40 days, and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them, carried up into heaven, and they worship him and return to Jerusalem with great joy. You know what the ascension ought to do for you is give you great joy. He overcame. He won. He won. And you're a winner too. Guess what? We just got to go through some of the same things he went through. Uh, in Luke, he was parted from them. Boom, he backed up, parted from them, and shot up to heaven. Now, that's a real live thing. That is something you ought to think about quite frequently. Because one of these days, that's going to happen to you. One of these days, the sky is going to part, and he's going to look through and smile. And he's going to say, come up hither, and you're gone. You're no longer here. That's a real live thing that's going to happen to us. Now, everybody else that didn't get saved, they're not going. And you know what our job is? To go out and tell them the best we can to tell them. But we're gone, brethren. We're gone. That is something you never want. I like that, that song that they sang, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Uh, lest I forget. How about that last song? You know what happens a lot of times is we forget all the stuff. You say, well, why would you spend time on the ascension? Because you need to remember it. If the Lord put it in his book, you need to remember it. Amen. If it is recorded twice in the scriptures, you need to remember it. Amen. You say, why would I need to remember it? Because you forget and all of a sudden other things will start creeping in and you'll do other things. The most important thing you do is serve Jesus Christ. There is nothing any more important. You better find out what he wants. Now, how I serve him and how you serve him is two different ways. Brother Dave does something totally different than I do. And, and you do something different than both of us do. You better find out what that is and then start getting to it. He's got a plan for each and every one of our lives. So does Satan. Satan wants to hinder you from ever doing Once you get saved, he can't do nothing about that. But, boy, he can sure mess up your eternal, your eternal life out there somewhere. And he can take away things from you that you may never get back. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do that. He won't take them away. You forfeit them. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't take it. He cannot take a thing from you. You forfeit it. You give it up. You stop and think about that thing. I give up to Jesus. I give up to Jesus or I give up to the Satan, to the devil. Which one do I want to serve? And when you give up and serve the devil and go after the love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. And it says all that's in the world. It tells you exactly what it is. When you choose that, what you're doing is forfeiting what God's gave you. God's sitting here telling you, the Lord's trying to show you some things. Say, look, this stuff really happened. You know what the hardest thing for a saved person, a lost person to do is get a hold that Jesus Christ is really alive. That he did. The Bible says that Christ died for sins, was buried, and rose again. Dying ain't a problem. Even dying, and he says, I'm dying for your sins, really not a problem. Being buried is really not a problem. The problem is he rose again. That's the problem. 
And over in Romans, it says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart, God will raise him from the dead. you got to get to the place where I believe that thing. That's called faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You know what that is? That's the resurrection. God, the Lord has got this thing set up so if a person will start looking and just considering, then all of a sudden he'll start getting it or she'll start getting it. The account, we, we, uh, we, where he ascended to. You say, well, why would Jesus go back to, uh, let's go look at a couple of verses here and I'll, I'll shut up. Maybe, maybe. Where did he ascend to? Well, brother, you're going to go there too. Ephesians 1.20. We're all going to go there if you're saved. But that's where he's at right now. So you have, you have an advocate with the Father. You have somebody that's sitting there right now taking care of you. 120, Ephesians 120. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavens, in the heavenly places. If you go to Acts chapter 7, the last couple of verses there, Stephen's looking up into heaven, and he says, I see the Son of God. Go to Acts. Go to Acts chapter 7. Don't just take my word for it. All through your Bible, the Lord is trying to show you that he's ascended. I am no longer, the, I'm not in that tomb. I'm not in that tomb. Acts chapter 7. Amen. That tomb is empty. I just borrowed it for a minute. Boy, it did a blessing. I, it didn't even stink when he left it. You ever let somebody borrow something, and you go in, you have to clean up the mess they leave behind? Jesus didn't leave no mess behind. He wasn't there long enough to leave a mess. Uh, verse, verse 59, and Stephen called him, uh, gets in. oh yeah, verse 56, and said, he's getting ready to get stoned, and said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. You know where Jesus Christ left here to go? To heaven, home. I have a home beyond the river, I have a mansion, Brian and Fair. Have you got a home there? That's where he went. You know, he went to prepare a place for you. Uh, John chapter 14, or uh, I think it's 41, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it's not so, you ever got any verses you remember? You know why you, you know how you can remember a verse that means something to you? Well, you start getting a verse, I got a home across the river. I got a home out there somewhere. I always have a problem where uh, I have a mansion just over the hilltop. And sometimes I look at my house over and say, Lord, you let me have a house, a nice house. I said, I don't deserve a, a pit outside. I don't deserve an outhouse. I said, and you gave me a house. And I said, when I sing that song, I'm saying, Lord, I got a good house on this side, and I'm going to have a really, really good house on that side. I said, man, I got everything going. And, and I said, you gave it to me. And I'm like, have you ever stopped and thought how you got what you got? I don't deserve a thing I got. I'm sitting there going, Lord, I, I deserve absolutely nothing. I deserve, I deserve the worst that you could possibly give me because of what I am. And yet you give me everything. You're talking about a spoiled brat. This is this kid right here, man. I deserve, I deserve to be in a jail cell somewhere, locked away in a dungeon and be fed with the bread of affliction. And he'll give me a T-bone steak every now and then. I can go into a store, man. I got this knack for, Beth keeps thinking she was a woohoo, and she has a clearance sticker on her head. I can't even walk into a store and buy anything anymore. I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just not in my, I can't do it. If there's not a clearance there, then there's got to be a clearance in the store next door. I'll go somewhere where I can find something cheap and, and good. But it's not just cheap. It's good and cheap. Real good and cheap. It's got to be really, really good and cheap. And you say, what is that? That's God saying, hey, you don't need to go out and make a ton of money. I can give you the wealth of this planet on pennies. 
Or you can go out and kill yourself trying to get the wealth of the planet and may never get it. I'm like, Lord, for 43 years, man, I've been sitting back. I, I have to fight to lose weight. Some people have to fight to get it. <laughs> I don't have to fight to get it, man. I have it. It's easy. All you got to do is eat. <laughs> Ephesians 1.20, which he wrought when he raised him from the dead and, and he's at the right hand. Stephen's calling upon that in Acts 7.58. So Jesus, when he left here, just didn't go to some arbitrary place. He went home yeah. where you're going to go. Yeah. Okay, what does this world have for you? What, what, are, what are you forfeiting to have what you think this world has for you? Well, I just want, I'm going to miss out. You ain't going to miss out on a thing. You know, the Lord had to teach me that. I think the reason he let me go in the Navy is to teach me I, I, wouldn't, I didn't miss a thing. I always hated being on a ship in the middle of the ocean, up to a point. There's about four, four or five things that happened to me in my life in the Navy that made me understand it doesn't matter where you're at on this planet. The Lord knows right where you're at, and if you're where you're supposed to be, you're right where he wants you. And if you think you're isolated, guess what? He was. And sometimes we think we have to be, why do you have to be around other people? Why not just get around Jesus? I like being around Jesus. You know, if you start getting around Jesus, then all of a sudden you'll start finding the people that's around Jesus all the time. And all people, just because they go to church, aren't around Jesus. That's a big deception. People who love the Lord will be around the Lord. And you get by yourself with him out there somewhere and on the back of a ship somewhere, and he says, hey, if I want you on the back of the ship, what's that to you? Oh, yeah, I got that. I got that. Sitting on a street in Barcelona, I'm going to serve Jesus. You know, sometimes you can serve Jesus out of the wrong heart. I was on a ship over there. We got a Ponce and pulled up, man. I told Brother Perry that today. And we pulled up, and I got off the ship. I had my Army jacket on. I, I, I backslid. I backslid. But I like the Army jackets because it's got all these holes and pockets everywhere, man. Navy ain't got nothing like that. So, I mean, you can put, like, stacks and stacks of fellowship tracks. I had every pocket on that thing. I got two here, two here. I think there's one or two inside here and one or two inside here. And I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fellowship tracks with the rubber bands on them, all in Spanish, and I just stuck them all over the place. And I'm going to go out and serve God because I'm stuck on a ship in Barcelona, Spain. Have you ever thought about that for a second? I'm in Barcelona, Spain, and I'm not enjoying where I'm actually at. And I think I should be somewhere else, and all the fun that I could have, I'm not having that. So I'm out there just passing tracks out. And the Lord has to teach you that sometimes. You miss it. He's right with you, and I'm sitting there passing them out. And I said, doing a good thing, doing a good thing. That's good. I mean, there might have been some people who got saved, and this girl walks by, picks the track up, walks off, and as I go around, she keeps walking away, and I see her walking, and I keep doing this. And as she walks, and all of a sudden I look, and she turned around, and she comes back, and then she starts, like, just riding me and, and calling me almost everything but inhuman because I was in the Navy and I was on a ship and I got to come to the Mediterranean for six or seven months at a time and the Navy gave me a place to sleep and the Navy gave me food. And boy, she's saying all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that is a pretty good deal. That's a really good deal. And I'm in, in the Mediterranean. And she goes, I'm from Germany and I got to spend my two weeks every year coming down here to choose someplace and spend all my money so I can have two weeks to go back to misery for the next 50 weeks and I'm like, and all I was do is go down there and sleep on my ship and get up the next day and go out and do something else. I could take my bike. Have you ever rode a bike? I rode my bike all over Palma. Now, you ought to go to Palma sometime. It's like a uh, stinking volcano out in the middle of nowhere. But it's a, it's a famous spot, I guess some recreation spot for the whole Mediterranean. It's like some rich place where everybody goes. I took my mountain bike and went out there, and I kept going up mountains and down mountains. And up mountains. I mean mountains. And down mountains. And up mountains and down mountains. I got up this top one. I'm looking for McDonald's. <laughs> I never did find McDonald's, man. 
I got this last mountain, and I'm like, I ain't going down this thing, man, because if I go down this thing, I got to come back up that thing. I'm going to go back this way, and I'll go up and down all these here to get back to the ship. I never, there's supposed to be a big old sign down there somewhere that says McDonald's. I took a wrong turn. That's always do this. I take the wrong turn everywhere. We was out at the camp the other day. Mike said, uh, you got I need this part. I said, okay, I'll go get it. He said, just go out there, turn this way, turn that way, and you're right there, and, and drive five miles, and you're there. Well, I go out there, turn this way, and I turn the wrong way, and I drove like 10 miles. And I still hadn't seen anything he even talked about. Nothing even close. I'm almost in Indianapolis. I'm like, what is this? I turn around, and, and I, if I came out and turned what he said that way, you could see the road right there. You got to turn that way. <laughs> I just looked this way went the wrong way. That's how easy we do that stuff, brethren. Not following Jesus. You know what? You sit there, and I'm sitting there. You keep this stuff in your mind. You keep the ascension in your mind. You keep the resurrection in your mind. You keep the crucifixion in your mind. You keep what Jesus said in your mind. You look at what his men did. You keep that in your mind. You listen to what Paul said. You keep that in your mind. Because the moment you let this stuff, lest I forget, because the moment you forget, something else will take its place. I don't want nothing else to take his place. What, tell me in your world, what would take the place of Jesus Christ? You say, well, Mike, you're just sold out. You're, you, that's all, yeah, that's all I do all day long. But I've done this since I got saved. You know what he's done? He's gradually just worked me into what I'm doing. And it's a blessing, brother. I just love it. It's great. Uh, uh, Acts 7.26. Oh, yeah, here you go. That's a good one. Acts 7, 7.56. Stephen says he sees the world of uh, the sky open up and he sees the Son of Man standing. So he went home. He went home. What is he doing? He's waiting for his glorious return. What is he doing? I, you know, in heaven, I know he's building mansions, but really, if he speaks things of the universe into being, I don't think it took him that long. I heard people, oh, he's building you a mansion. He's been building you a mansion for 2,000 years. I don't think that. I think he just went, there it was. Uh, as a matter of fact, I thought he probably did it on the way up there. He said, well, I think I need to have some mansions there when I get there. Poof, there it is. You know, it only takes him in like a second to get there and back. I mean, when Mary said, he said, touch me not, and the, he sent a couple ladies already back, told the angels told him to go back and tell his brethren. They hadn't even got back yet, and he's already over there, and they're touching him. Your Bible contains little nuggets if you'll stop and read it. There was moments, moments. You've been lied to. You've been lied to, seriously lied to. Jesus Christ left this planet and was back within minutes, and he went to heaven outside of this universe. And came back. Mary could not touch him over here. And over here, they're grabbing his feet. What's the difference? He already went there, did what he's supposed to be, and came back. We say, oh, you can't, go to, you can't go to other planets like you are. But boy, when you get like him, you can go anywhere you want. And there's nothing going to hinder you. What? Let me ask you a question. What's this world got? You know what you've done? You've done forgot what he's done for you. Or you never learned what he's done for you. I'm into saying, man, I'm so sold out. You know what my my problem is right now? I don't think I'm going to have enough time to finish what I think he told me to start. And people say, why do you do this all day long? Because I'm doing it for him, and I think he told me to do it, and I'm going to do it. If I get to heaven, he says, well, that's really not what you should have done. I'm like, I know, Lord, I'm stupid. I'm from Kentucky. I'm going to always fall back on the Kentucky thing. And, uh, you know, you know how Kentucky people are. We're just pretty hard-headed. And I just thought that's what you wanted me to do. So I figured if I put 150% into that, if it was wrong, you would show me. So I'm going to put 150% of my time into that thing. Why? Because that's what you want. I serve a risen Savior. Who do you serve? My Lord and Savior is sitting in heaven. I'm like Stephen. I have never looked up and seen him standing at the right hand of the Father. But I believe it. I don't believe he's standing anymore. I think he's sitting. I think he stood there for a moment that if, if which he knew they wouldn't, but he's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. 
if they would believe. I'd come back right now and get you. You know, because of a group of people, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. We've been stuck for 2,000 years going through a thing called churches, which he already knew was going to happen anyways. And that's all because of hardness of heart. But you know what you got to do? You got to watch this thing sometimes. You can say, as a little child, he says, suffer the little children to come unto me. What are, what are we trying to be, adults or little children? I want to be a child. I want a childlike faith. I want, I want to, I love it. You know, I love these little kids, man. These kids are cool. Uh, I know you, you might not want me to give them gummy bears, but I really don't care what you want. They're going to get gummy bears if you send them around me. Me and Elizabeth are fighting, and, and I'm going to get her daughter is going to eat gummy bears. Uh, I'm going to make sure of that, and, and if I have to steal her off to the side, Riley and me will have gummy bears together. Uh, and, and you say, well, she can't have gummy bears. Good, I'll get Swedish fish, whatever a Swedish fish is. They'll eat those. And, and you say, what is that? You know, they just trust you. Little Wally comes up and grabs my finger. Now, if, if Wally comes up and grabs my finger and I'm talking to you, I'm going to quit talking to you, and me and Wally's going to go off and get some Swedish fish. You know why? Because I only have once in a while to do that with him. Yeah. Amen. And I'll only have once in a while to do that with you. I, I watch uh, Joanna's little girls, and she'll be back here having an issue. You know what I'll do? I'll go right in my office and get a couple little bags of Swedish fish and throw them in the pew there. And for a second or two, that calms them down. Uh, you say, well, you're just buying them. No, I'm just, I only get an opportunity for a short period of time to be anything to them. And they're going to remember, am I going to be mean? Or when they really get into a place where they need some help, they'll say, Brother Mike, what do you think? Amen. See, we only get an opportunity to serve. If you want to be Lord, hang it up. It ain't going to work. But if you want to serve, guess what? You're going to find out there's more to do serving Jesus Christ than you could ever imagine. Amen. And you haven't got the time to do everything you need to do. I do what I do. Brother Perry does what he does. Brother Dave does what he does. All three of us are doing different things, and I can't do what Dave and Perry does, and Perry and Dave can't do what I'm doing. This is what God gave me to do. My focus should be here, not somewhere far, far away. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? They never stop to see what God stuck right in front of them. You know what he stuck in front of me? He said, because you haven't remembered. You know when you remember? I passed out a little prayer book. A young lady came to me today. I mean, I got four or five more of those if anybody wants any. Uh, but she started reading it, and it was Hannah, so I'll, I'll lie. I'll tell you. I ain't going to tell you, but it's Hannah. Hannah comes up and says, you know, I was praying the other day. I'm quitting my job, and I was just didn't want to go. She's kind of soft and real. She doesn't want anybody to get mad at her. So she didn't want to go in and have them mad at her whenever she quits the job. So she was praying, Lord, make it easy, that make it everything just smooth, transition, that they won't get mad at me. And then somebody said something to her, and, oh, they're going to hate you. And then she started thinking in her mind, she's going to hate. And then she said, the Lord, she goes, I've been reading that book. And then, she said, then the Lord said, hey, did you just ask me, like, what's wrong with you, you little Hannah? <laughs> and she goes, oh, you're right, I did. You know that's where it starts? Yeah. It starts right there. All of a sudden, the communications opens up, and it doesn't matter whether you failed a little or not. The and then all of a sudden, you hear him. And guess what? The next time, it's easier. And the next time it's easier. And once you get that door open, it's, it's clear. You haven't got enough time. You don't have time to worry about tomorrow yeah. or yesterday. It's right now. I can't, people say, well, what about, what are we going to do a week from now? I have no idea. You and I may not even be here a week from now. Why are you worried about a week from now? Well, at my funeral, I want, you may not even die. 
Why waste your time on all that stuff? You know why? Because you, you forget some basic things about the Bible. And Jesus could have went home and he didn't. He says, I think I'll just spend 40 days and tell them the same thing I've always already told them. Do you ever get tired of hearing stories? Man, I used to love Dr. Robert telling uh, some of the messages he had. Just, they just, they just they resonated with me. That one with the some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. I wish, I wish I could see him do it again. See, you, sometimes you don't realize what God puts in your life. And I've sit right next to students who said, I've heard that before. And I'm like, you don't know what he's stuck in your life. He just put you, he gave you the privilege on this planet, 8 billion people, and he gave you the privilege to sit under a man like that. 8 billion people, you know what the odds of you finding that guy on this planet would be? And he lets you come down here and the guy just gives you the truth and feeds you and just says stuff. And, and you sit there and watch him and you see him jump out and cry. I've seen him preach at meetings and nobody ever come to the altar. Nobody ever cared. You know what? They forgot about Jesus. You forget. All of a sudden you come to church and you think, and I'll tell you what, if you come to church and you think church, I better shut up. I'll get the rest of this on Wednesday night. You think church is going to give you everything you need to get you through the week. You're out of your mind. He was absolutely right. You better be shoving everything in that radio that you possibly can in that, in that ox port or anything, you, MP3 players. I don't care what. You, you better be shoving all the Bible you can get in you because if you don't, something else is going to come in. We have a little Bible study here on Monday nights. If you want to come, come. But uh, almost everybody who tells me, they said, man, that's one of the greatest things in the whole world. Brother Steve goes to it, and uh, he says he likes it better than Bible college. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I mean, it's not true, but, but it's more practical on Monday night. It's more practical. Uh, I mean, we could spend, uh, Dr. Roman would sit in class, and I'm telling you what, I loved his class better than all the other, other students, other teachers would, turn your buck to this. Dr. Roman, you get him in Genesis 1, you think I'm long. He knows how to go through stuff really, really quick, so he can catch up real quick. In the middle of the class, hey, uh, how do you mullet fish again? Well, let's go over to the gym. He'll take the whole class over to the gym and show you how to throw a mullet net. And you spend the whole hour over here mullet fishing in the gym. You throw it out like this. You got to hold it like this. You hold, pull it like this. And you throw it out there and it has to go out. And it had nothing to do with Genesis. <laughs> it was practical. You know what you got? You got to spend a little bit of time with a guy who was just a man. Who just cared enough about his class and his students that he wanted to see some people to get through. You know what, Dr. Rubin? You know why? I'm done right here. I told you I was going to be done a few minutes ago. I lied. But when I got ordained, he's on my ordination, and he's the first signature on that thing. And I never knew why he did that and why when I found out. It wasn't necessarily signed my paper. It was that the next day somebody told me he didn't do very many of them. And I, I didn't know why. I said, why wouldn't he do that? I mean, I thought oh, if you get a chance to ordain somebody, that you'd just jump on it. Dr. Rubin wouldn't do it. He would not preach the charge of doing that. Very few of them. Very, very few. I mean, very, very few. Very, very few. And you say, why? Well, I was sitting over at Cornerstone one day, and I'm sitting out there thinking I'm out of God's will, and I shove a tape in and listening to it, and he starts talking, and he goes, I think. Now, see, until you get to the place where you start thinking like this, your life will never amount to a whole lot. Oh, you may be successful in this world and make a lot of money, but with him, it's not going to be there. He said, I think that the guy who ordained me was ordained by somebody who was ordained by somebody, who was ordained by somebody, 
who was ordained by somebody, who was ordained by somebody, who was ordained by somebody, who was ordained by Peter, who was ordained by Jesus. And he goes, the Bible says, lay hands on no man suddenly. And before I lay hands on anybody, I think God called him. Now, brother, you don't think that's a privilege? That a man sits there and looks at you, and I'm like, what did you see? <laughs> I, even to this day, like, what did you see? I have never seen anything that would relate to what you just said on that tape. But you saw something that I haven't even got a clue what you've seen, that you would put your hand upon that thing. And I'm like, well, I, to this day, I still don't know. I get to heaven, I'm, that's one of the first. If I see Dr. Romy before I see Jesus, I'm going to ask him that question. <laughs> well, what did you see, man? I'd like to know what you've seen. It's going to be too late for me to do anything with it now. But you know what that has done for me? That has kept me with my mind every time I want to quit. I'm like, that man actually believed what he said. And he believed the guy who ordained him believed what he said all the way back to Jesus Christ. That means I need to believe what I said too. Why? Because there may be somebody else behind me that needs something that's going to help them keep going just for a little bit longer. You know what that is? That's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension where he goes up. These are things you can never forget. Brother, you can learn how to live. You know how you live? I'll tell you how you live. I lied again. See, it's 7-Eleven. I lied. I lie all the time. I don't care. I don't want to care. I don't care. You can get up and leave anytime you want. But I'm telling you, this is it. Serving Jesus Christ is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. The devil will tell you what you can't do. You hear me talking about giving. The devil will tell you you can't give. Jesus Christ is saying, I got more over here on the side. I like it over there, man. The king. You ever read your Bible? It's a crazy book. This guy gives all this treasure to this, these the Syrians to come over and help him. And the Lord says, don't go with them, get rid of them. But I've already gave them all this money. He goes, the Lord got so much more than that, it's pathetic. What little is that? He didn't even chide him for giving it. He said, don't worry about it, man. I, God's got more than that. Amen. If you're given to give out of the wrong heart, it's not even, you missed it. If you realize and all of a sudden change your mind and say, wait a minute, it's all his anyways. None of it is yours. I don't own a thing. <laughs> I just get to spend the master's stuff. Jerry's like, the other day Jerry called me, and he's talking about the credit cards. And I am done after this, I promise you. <laughs> promise. He was mad about the credit Well, he wasn't mad. He was, Mike, there's credit cards everywhere. I don't know, man. Isn't it cool? <laughs> it's like, this is great, man. And I said, Beth has the same problem, so I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to his cause. And uh, I got, uh, I mean, take this credit card and we'll give you $100. I think that's a good deal. Then I forget that I got the credit card, <laughs> but she doesn't even forget. Anyways, Jerry goes, we got five of them. I said, okay. I said, he says, what do we, he said, I can find this one, this one. I said, here, let's solve the whole problem, man. And then they start using these other credit cards, Sam's Clubs and all this other stuff for camping. And uh, he's, trying to fo he's trying to be, you know, the Hitler and focus him down on one card so I can have total control of everything, which is good. It's good. I mean, he needs to do it because he's getting old and, and he ain't got no more hair to pull out. So he's got to figure out how to control you guys. So uh, I told him, this is what I told him. And you can ask him. I told him this. I said, Jerry, go to the bank and just cancel them all, man. Cancel everything. Get a whole new set. <laughs> yes. I said, get them ones you can just tap. That machine, man. And then just take, get one that you can walk close by and it goes, ping, ping, you in. I mean, that's what we need to get. And uh, 
and then you know where everything's at. Sometimes you got to do a reset. You know what we do? You know how you come to church? You do a reset. Sometimes you just got to chunk out everything that is causing you problems and forget all about it. Cancel it all, man. What good is it anyways? Let's start something fresh and mess that up because that's what we're going to do. But, brethren, you know what? There's one thing that was never messed up, anything Jesus did. Never, ever, ever, ever. It's just the greatest thing in the whole world. I, I sit there and think of that stuff. I'm scratching my head. I'm like, Lord, how could you do this for us? I still scratch my head today. Like, I know it says, come now, let us reason together, say the Lord, though your sins be as guarded. I said, how could you do that? He said, well, let's talk about it. You know what prayer does? It allows you to talk about it. You know what the ascension does when you start getting, do you believe that he really ascended? Now, I know you say, oh, yeah, well, I, I trusted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But, but do you really believe it, or is it just something that's in your life that is part of what you did to get saved and, and you move on? Do you really believe it? Does, does those things that you believe about him, are they life-changing events in your life? Or are they just a thing in your life that you did, but your life is still yours? They should get to the place where it changes it from your life to his. I am not mine. I am his. I am bought with a price. Therefore, glorify. Everything I have is his. It's not mine. I have, I'm 65 years old, and I have been giving stuff away as long as I can remember, and I still got plenty of stuff to give away. That's my wife. She'll tell you. As a matter of fact, he gave me a wife that is helping me give stuff away, and we still can't give it away as fast as it comes in. You say, what is that? He's either made me satisfied with what I got, or he's given me a whole lot more than I'd ever need. And he's given me more to do in the last... Uh, I had to give up the Navy because it got in the way of doing what he wanted to do. You know, when I gave up the Navy, I did not know exactly what he wanted me to do, but I knew it was getting in the way. And I said, it's got to go. Anything that gets in the way of you and Jesus, got to go, man. I don't care how, much it, how good it is. It could be perfectly fine. It's got to go. You say, why is that? Because Abraham had to give his son... And until Abraham got to the place where he was willing to give Isaac, and everybody says, well, yeah, but he knew he was going to, no, he knew God was going to do what God said do, he was going to do. However he was going to do it, he's done said, you're going to give me seed, and you said you're going to do about Isaac, unless something I don't understand yet has already happened. He goes, but you said give him up, and he gave him up. And he went up there, and Abraham was willing to do it. And then whatever God did after that, it's up to God. But I'm going to do what the Lord tells me to do. I'm going to give it up. You know, and he says he was a friend of God. There's about three or four things I really want to do before. I want to be a friend of God. I want to be a man after God's own heart. And I want to be able to tell somebody the hope that's within me and not hesitate. There's a lot of people out there. Well, I appreciate it. All them guys going out street preaching uh, the other day, Saturday. That was just a blessing, man. You know what that shows? Is that you, you guys see something that is really there. I used to go out on the streets all the time and get, I could get a load of people to go, but I haven't, I haven't gone. I used to go to jail all the time. I don't go to jail a lot. I don't go to jail because I'm lazy. I want the guys at jail to get the opportunity to preach. It's their turn. I've already had my turn. I could come anytime. I know how to preach. I go out to the street corner. I, I go out to the street corner. I find any street corner in the world and preach. But it's for the, young, it's for the younger ones to learn. Brother Bar Perry said, told me this. He said, brother, he said, what I see here is you're training up some people. Because one of these days, I'm going to be gone, and I'm going to sin just like Jesus did. Either bodily, when he comes and gets me out of here, or through the grave. One or the other, I'm going to go. And then it's going to be up to you guys. And, and you shouldn't cold turkey hit this thing without knowing what to do. You know what Jesus did? He spent 40 days on the planet, 
And he didn't leave. I mean, it was a shock. They thought he was dead. And when they came to the tomb, he wasn't there. Why? Because you're serving a risen, living Savior, and he's in the business of changing. He's a change artist, and he's making things happen all the time, and he's not stopped. You know what happens when you put him off to the side and go do your thing? He's done moved on. Oh, my dad is dead. Can I go bury my dad? Let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me, man. Let's go. It's going to be funner over here. Than over there at funerals. You ever been to most funerals? Yvonne Pritchard wants a party. So I guess we're going to have a party. We're going to pull pork. We're going to get all that stuff, man. We're going to have a party. I, I said we're, we're, we will supply the food. So, I mean, look, we're going to have a party. we get a bunch of White Castles. we get all kinds of stuff. We're going to have a party. Uh, we'll, we'll have a steadfast play. <laughs> we'll have a party, man. That's, she wants a party. She said, I don't want a regular. Funerals are like the most depressing thing you ever go. They're gone. Well, I guess if they went to hell, that would be a sad thing. But if they went to heaven, why would we be sad? Why? Because they went to a Savior that we are, are, are we planning on going to the same place. I'm planning on going there. I get mad at people when they die before me because they got there before I did. But then how could you not? Do you believe in eternity? Do you really believe in eternity? I said I was going to shut up. I lied. Do you really believe in eternity? How could they have more fun than you in eternity if eternity is forever? And when you get there, you're in it forever also. So you, you catch up immediately. There's no possible way they could have more than you. Isn't, have you ever stop and think about some of these things? You know what it does? You have to start back here somewhere and say, I'm lost and undone and I need Jesus Christ. And you do that. And you say, okay, I did that. Now what? Because that's what it is. Now what? Well, by the way, since you ask, do this. Then now what? I know as long as I'm breathing, there's something else to do. Otherwise, I'd be dead. How do I know that? Because for 43 years, I've watched him, and he's never killed me yet. A couple times, almost, I did myself, but he hasn't yet. And what I've realized is every time I was someplace thinking that it's all over, I realize, he shows me down here there's something else, because I can look back and see all those things. Well, then it just stands to reason that if I'm standing here right now, there's still something left for me to do. I want to find out what that is. If he thinks it's important for me to do that, that I want to do that. To please him, number one, but I know he's got my best interest at heart. And that's what I want. I trusted him on a ship one time for my wife. And I said, Lord, whatever you give me, good or bad, if you give it, if that's what you want, that's what I want. Are you willing to pray that? Lord, not my will, but thine be done. It's right out of the Bible. Not what I want, but what you want. Because I know if it gets what you want, it's going to be right. 100% perfect the first time. Let's do that. Or is that where you're at tonight? If it's not, you know what happened? You forgot some things. And some things you should. They sung that song, Lest I Forget. And they just talked about Calvary. Calvary, if you forget Calvary, you're just really forgetting about the death of a body of a man that passed away that went to a place called hell to drop your sins off and rise three days later. And he's done, gone way past that. Calvary's a good thing to remember. The birth is a good thing to remember. Eternity's a great thing to think about. And who's in eternity going to come get you? Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Didn't get all the way through this, Lord. I'll finish it up Wednesday. But, Lord, thank you for all the things that you've done throughout our Bible and the stories you gave us one right after the other. 
And Lord, the way you chose, Lord, to do what you did, uh, Lord, and, and that song they sang just before this, lest I forget Calvary. Lord, help us not to forget all the things you've done for us. Uh, Lord, it's easy not to do the things we shouldn't do if we ever get to the place to think about the things you did for us and how much you love us. And Lord, uh, and then start questioning what we're doing and why we're doing it. Are we doing it for you? Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, there's a lot of young people in here, and Father, their lives are ahead of them. I can't tell them what to do. I don't have an idea what to tell them to do, Lord. Uh, they're just going to have to get with you somewhere. You've got plans for each and every one of us. Some will go to the mission field. Some will stay here. Some will, Lord, get jobs, and some will just serve you uh, day by day, raising a family. Lord, whatever it is, as long as you're happy with that and, and they're doing exactly what you want them to do, they're right perfect in your will. Lord, we don't have to go somewhere else to serve you. Lord, we can serve you right where we're at, no matter where that is. And, Lord, thank you for what you did at Calvary. And, Lord, but thank you for the, the ascension and everything you did up to that point, Lord, and uh, that you left a story behind for us to see. And, Lord, uh, most of all, thank you that I know that you're in heaven tonight. And, Lord, one of these days you're going to come back and get us out of here. But until then, Lord, we have the opportunity to do something for you that we'll never get a chance to do ever again once this is all over. Uh, Lord, help us to see, see those things, how precious they are. And Father, Lord, if there's anybody in here tonight or anybody in the sound of my voice that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you touch their heart and show them their need of a Savior. And Lord, all they got to do is ask you to save them. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Father, again, bless now and we'll praise you on you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen.